0: If you are going to wait to lose 20 pounds to be happy, can we shift the metric of what, what it means to live a good life? What else do you want to remember about your life? Or even maybe more severe than that. If you never lose weight, if this is the body you are going to be in until the day you die, even what if you gain more weight, what would you like your body? How would you like your body to feel around you? Do you want to be the person criticizing, attacking your body or is there another option or how would you like to your daughter to feel about her body? Say your daughter is in, is, is gaining weight or isn't, isn't accepting of her body. What would you like to model for her? Mm. So then we'll start to shift the sequence of, wow, even though I've been attacking my body and hating my body, I'm starting to realize my body wants to be healthy This whole time I've been restricting and attacking myself. I'm realizing my body wants to feel fertile. My body wants to put on muscle and I've been depriving it. So yeah, it's, yeah, there's a, it's, it's very playful and it's very context specific, but with the weight gain specifically, the unwanted weight gain and feeling like I can't be happy in this body for most people, it's realizing that if they shift their metric of Joy to wow, I want a healthy body is what's going to allow me to chase my kids a healthy body is what's going to allow me to, you know, go out dancing and, you know, a strong body is what's allowing me to do all this housework and to feel really good and to feel warm and to feel sexy and strong, That's sometimes enough to hold both simultaneously where it's yeah okay. Even though I still want to lose some weight, I'm also happy in the moment right now knowing that my body is working really hard. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism
1: so you can eat more,
0: train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way.
1: I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturay, creator of Pro Metabolic Food Supplements and skincare, which will be out very, very soon and currently form- formulating makeup, which is really exciting. So today I have the beautiful Teresa from Living Roots Wellness. So that's what she's known as on Instagram. And she's honestly one of the most genuine and beautiful humans I have ever met once you listen to this podcast, you'll understand what I mean, but she just has this amazing energy, calming energy about her. And she has a business where she works with women who, like her, have experienced, you know, extreme sickness or trauma. And, you know, she does work with women too, who really struggle to accept and love their body. And, you know, a lot of women that come to us want to lose weight, they want to lose body fat, they want to improve their health, and they have you know, a bit of a love-hate relationship probably with their body. And I've been there too. And, you know, it is okay to want to change your body, but I think so many of us just berate ourselves and talk down to ourselves and tell ourselves we're fat and pick apart our bodies. And, you know, I think this journey just becomes so much easier when you learn to love your body where you're at, but you can also still want to change it at the same time. Um, And, you know, I just know that so many women struggle with this, especially women uh, in our program. So I just thought what a great opportunity to get Teresa on, just to talk about her own journey and, you know, how she helps women to learn how to accept where they're at. Because I think so many of us go, okay, for example, I'm going to be happy when I get to this way. I'm going to be happy when I get to this stage in my business. And I've certainly been there. And I think over time I've learned to, you know, I always... Want to strive to grow? You know, I love growth, but you know, if you're not loving the day to day and always thinking that you're going to be happy when you get to X goal, then you're just never ever going to be happy. So, you know, in this episode, we talk about how your thoughts can impact your body. Um, you know, questions you can ask yourself to find more peace and happy happiness, and you know, trying learning how to deal better with that negative self talk, and then why focusing on progress as opposed to the end goal always tends to work out um, better and how you can, I guess, live in the moment rather than always trying to, you know, live in the future or live in the past. So I absolutely love this episode. I mean, I say that about all episodes, but I really did love this one. And I think that so many women we'll be able to relate to what we talk about in this and take a lot away from this podcast. So as always, guys, um, please make sure you review the podcast um, and give us your feedback. You know, tell me what you want to hear more of. So tell me what content you want to hear more of, what guests you want to, you know, see on the podcast. And if you've already rated us on any of the podcast platforms, you can actually rate us as, I didn't know this, but you can actually rate us as many times as you want. So please, you know, go ahead, rate the podcast, and for extra brownie points, take a screenshot of it and share it on our Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D because every month we pick a winner and we give them a tub of Saturay, uh Premium Collagen. So let's get into the podcast. Hi, Teresa. Welcome to the Win at Life podcast. I'm so um, glad to have you on. I just love you. I just think you are one of the most gorgeous... This is actually the first time we've ever spoken face-to-face... Well, we've had messages and voice messages, but, you know, just you're such a, you're such a, just a beautiful human. Like you, I just noticed that you're, you're so supportive of other people in the metabolic community and you always post the most wonderful, like, things on people's posts. Like you just, I don't know if this is a really good way to articulate it, but you can feel the heart in your writing and how you <laughs> write and what you comment. It's just such a genuine, well, I just think you're awesome.
0: Thanks, Kitty. You just made me sweat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a <really> good one. So, thank you for embarrassing me. Um, but it's really cool to have you on uh, the podcast. And I think just before we get into what we were going to talk about, which is, and I'm not really sure how to articulate this because I'm not the greatest with um, language, but um, Teresa gets women that have, you know, had a lot of sickness or trauma, but also women who are come into the pro-metabolic world and they've gained weight and they're really struggling to accept their body where it's at um and so you know we thought we'd talk about how you can you know I think it's it's okay to want to change your body and it's okay to want to change your physical appearance um but you know you don't want to be hating yourself and how you can actually be happy in the moment while still striving to have these goals, whether they be health goals or, you know, I think the whole sickness piece ties into it too. So we'll talk all about that. We'll probably go off on a million different tangents. But mm-hmm. anyway, do you want to just um, give people just a really quick, like you've, you've got a really amazing story, I think.
0: Yeah. I, I never know how to answer it quickly, but.
1: Sorry. We'll take a know, well, It's totally fine. I, <laughs> I want to be able to.
0: <laughs> I want to be able to answer it quickly. And I would say the biggest thing is that I feel I feel like a completely different person than I was when I was struggling with my health. And that's why I never stopped talking about brain rewiring because I feel like I've rebuilt a, a version of me that I like. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I was struggling with Lyme and code infections and heavy metals and, you know, mold toxicity and just the classic, a classic portrait of really terrible health. It's like you, you, you do one test, you do the other test and you just keep mm. layering them on. It's, it says more about the metabolism than anything else. But at the time, my thought patterns were absolutely contributing to my illness and my symptoms because I was just in a constant fight and flight panic mode all the time. And, you know, of course the dietary advice and knowledge I had at the time was so counter to what I understand now. So it's like everything was going against me. I was clawing, clawing for any stability I could find and nothing was making sense. And I think it was hitting rock bottom where none of the Lyme treatments were working. My naturopaths didn't know what to do with me, even just the traditional Western model. Their best offering, like I mentioned before, was tube feeding through the heart. Which was nowhere nowhere close to what I wanted to do. So it was in that moment of severe depletion and just feeling so hopeless, where it's like everything started to calm down, which kind of sounds weird, but I'm like, I'm done. And it was it was like this giving up moment. And in that softening, when I, it's hard, it is difficult to put this into words, but that's where I realized that, I was making my experience so much more miserable just in the way I interpreted it, the way I spoke to myself, the way I even just believed, you know, I'm sick, it's useless, I'm gonna die young, this is it. All of that. And when I started to really think about, well, okay, how would I be acting right now if my body were healthy? And again, that that creates some weird thought patterns because the brain's always. Saying, but wait, you're not healthy. You know, you're not going to be out there hiking and meeting up with friends. So, to simplify the story, it was starting to understand that if my treatments weren't working, if the doctors didn't know what to do, if nothing was really turning out, the only thing I had control over was how I then responded and how I thought about things. So, I got really into tapping because Mm. I had tried different brain rewiring tools and, you know, I tried EMDR. I tried DNRS. Mm. I realized that I was carrying significant trauma from even just being sick. I think it really changes the way you see the world. Everything's a threat. You know, you're constantly thinking about the next parasite protocol, the next mold detox, the next doctor just how you're going to survive in life when you feel so sick, when you can't sleep through the night, all the layers. So coming back to the brain rewiring that felt like my last hope. And when it started to feel like it maybe could move the needle, I just dove all in. I didn't really have a choice either because I was like, I was telling you before I was just so sick. I was still about 79 pounds I didn't know what foods to be eating because at the time I wanted to add foods back in, but my body was just so reactive. I'd get like crazy flu, like reactions. And at the time I wasn't having any gut motility. So my belly would just swell. And by day seven, you're kind of in a toxic sludge of Mm -hmm. Emma was talking about this, but you're basically reabsorbing sludge. So I'd get dizzy. I, the, the road would almost bubble, everything felt like like a, some trippy dark sepia toned world that I did not want to be a part
1: of but did you sorry just to ask you a question so when oh, you, did you find the tapping like because you mentioned too that you know you got to the end and then you found Emma and was she like the introduction to the whole repeat Pete Pro Metabolic well did you do the tapping at the same time as that I was
0: doing yeah. the tapping actually before I met Emma I was working with a coach that actually specialized in hypnosis Mm -hmm. and she was helping me more on just the panic attacks and the anxiety that I felt because again, I was so depleted and malnourished and really sickly. I think we now know more about Lyme. It just creates all sorts of neuroinflammation and kind of makes you crazy. (laughs) Mold can do the same thing. Heavy metals can do the same thing and it just all interrupts your normal hormone production and, you know, my, my hormone levels were just flat line, no progesterone. I was basically all estrogen, no progesterone, (laughs) high, high, high cortisol, just nothing, nothing conducive to feeling good. So started tapping. And then it was actually someone, I think it was maybe my sister told me about Emma, but I had heard about Ray Pete through someone that was doing the carnivore diet, because that was something that I added in right after my weakest point, I added, I shifted more towards a carnivore diet and started to get relief. Now knowing more about the reduction in endotoxin and just how it brings down such a massive load of stress for the body. But when I, when I started to notice that I could think a little bit differently about my body and even cheer it on and make jokes about it and, you know, really add as much humor as I could to my day. And my husband helped a lot with this. I started to feel better. I was less reactive to even how sick I felt. It was almost like I, I started to make peace with feeling completely awful. Mm-hmm. And then that made it a little bit easier. And so, yeah, I kind of built from there, learning more about, okay, this is up to me. No one's gonna come and save me. No one has the answers. Even the people that love me most don't know what to do. And that was you know, a moment of realizing, wow, okay this is it. This is where I am. This is what life is giving me. What do I want to do with it? So yeah, I I think Emma really opened up such a shift for me because I was already interested in in pro metabolic nutrition, but my body wasn't taking it in very well. You know, all the plant products were just causing more of that endotoxin load and that fermentation and putrefaction. And just Mm -hmm. the brain doesn't like to be reabsorbing all of that. But I worked with Emma and the cascara was game changing because since I was so depleted Mm. and so weak, it's like my gut had no energetic potential to move on its own. I, I don't, I don't know how I, even managed to digest my food, just given how weak and depleted I was, I must have been severely mineral deficient. And, you know, coming off of a high fat, high meat diet, of course that sets you up for
1: issues, you
0: know, no calcium, nothing. It's just
1: wild to think about it, but it was interesting casket- what, you, what you said about the dizzy spells, you know, you were saying, cause yeah. you're really constipated. Craig had yeah. the parasite and he would get after that he was, and I think he just obviously metabolically wasn't that great. And he would get really constipated and he would get the same thing dizzy. Like he'd be standing there and he'd say to me, I have to sit down. I'm like so dizzy. And he would feel, yeah. Isn't that crazy?
0: Yeah. I think with certain gut dysbiosis patterns, if we have a strain of something or a certain parasite when they start fermenting and feeding off of our food and really inflaming the intestine and the colon and then we're absorbing all of their byproducts oh it feels awful so yeah i i joke that i i owe my life to cascara because that was that was what finally allowed me to get one leg out of the stress bucket i was in because yeah. you can't heal if you're not having bowel movements yeah. and yes yeah. maybe some of the listeners can relate you might be eating A lot of food, you're really hungry, but nothing's moving out. You know, there could be scar tissue, there could be just patterns of stress, there could be infections, so many different reasons why the gut stops working, even just injury to the vagus nerve. Some people lose gut function, but I mean, I, Cascara, yeah, it feels like this is a commercial for Cascara, but it's really good. It's good. It honestly saved my life. And it feeds into the brain rewiring because when I started releasing some of the shit, I felt better. And then it was easier to think better. And I had moments where I was actually genuinely happy. I didn't have to, I didn't have to try so hard to think better or to be grateful or to find something to appreciate, to almost distract from my body. It was like, wow, I feel, I feel like closer to what I imagine a normal person to feel like that wakes up and has a bowel movement amazing so it really built from there and I think the stronger and healthier I became the more I was able to keep fine-tuning my thoughts and keep doing the research and finding what works and it just was a momentum building time from there
1: Mm. and so talk more about tapping and what it is and why you love it so much
0: yeah I love it because Unlike meditation or some of the other brain rewiring tools, it's effective for me. And I think for anyone that's skeptical about it, because I was really skeptical at first, I always say, just try it and see how you feel. Just see, just see what comes up. And it was the first thing that really started to feel like it made a difference. And so- You're basically basically acknowledging a stressful thought pattern or just acknowledging how you're feeling, what's coming up for you, what your brain is doing while you tap specific points. And the amazing thing is that just by acknowledging while tapping the points, it starts to lower the activation of the fear centers of the brain and then allows for us to think a little bit more creatively, more fluidly more rationally about, okay, well, how do I want to respond to this? Because you and I both know when we're stressed and panicked and overwhelmed, we're not thinking very well. We're not, you know, we're not showing up as gracefully as we could. So that is one of those tools to bring down the stress hormones, bring down the adrenaline, and then to start to really think, take some ownership of, okay, well, how do I want to respond to this? And how do I want to be spending my life? Because that's a big piece of it. We don't realize that so many of the thoughts we have are kind of subconscious. You know, we go about the day, maybe we wake up, we're already in a bad mood. We're rushing. We're, you know, we're, we're thinking certain things. We look in the mirror. We don't like our body. We, you know, everything feels like something to rush through. There's somewhere better to be, which I know will tie into what we're talking about today. Part of that is first acknowledging what, is going on in your brain, how it feels, how it may be formed in the past, not necessary, but that can play a role, especially if it is trauma-based and starting to really unwind and rebuild new thought patterns. So mm-hmm. it's also known as the emotional freedom technique and people have different different styles, but it's really about <coughs> acknowledging, letting that integrate, integrate and then reframing. And it just people get such massive releases. Like sometimes people I'll only have to tap with them once on one topic and they're good to go. Other times it takes more it takes- practice. Yeah, it, it depends on the person. It depends on how ingrained the thought pattern is. And so you yeah, can, how
1: can it's- you give the listeners an example? So let's like say, talk us through like what one of these thoughts might be and then how you would tap on it and what you yeah. would say, what are the words and then how do you reframe it?
0: I actually just made a video for my membership on unwanted weight gain.
1: Mm, so good one. here's, okay. here, yeah, ahead.
0: here's an example. I can't and,
1: see what she's doing. So she's tapping on like the soft inside part of her hand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's called the yep. karate chop point and That's the it, tapping even, sequences. Yeah. Normally I should say always start with this and it's based yep. off of acupuncture, which I think is pretty cool and acupressure, but it could start with something simple as, even though I hate how much weight I've gained, I still love and accept who I am today.
1: So it's always whatever the thought is, you love and accept yourself, basically. Yes,
0: and some people are like, well, I don't love or accept myself. So then maybe I'll change it. I'll say, even though I hate how fat I've become since I started eating pro-metabolic, I'm choosing to honor that my body's healthier yeah. And yeah. that even though I'm frustrated with how I can't fit into any of my clothes, I do notice that I'm sleeping better. So it's starting to play with okay, even though yeah, this is really frustrating and I and I actually genuinely hate my body the way it looks right now. Yep. We shift towards something else. So there's a lot of the acknowledging
1: Okay. And then you move. So once you've done that, you move, you tap on the head, don't you tap on the head? Then the, yep. there, the, forehead. the
0: eyebrows
1: right. and you can do either one hand or, or um, one or two, can't you? You can do yes, one hand. Can. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I like to do two just because then- it feels more balancing to me. Um, and the specific points correlate with different emotions. Like the point we're, we're tapping on right now in the chest,
1: to like the chest, Hey, near the chest bone. And so what, yeah. So when you start the tapping, then what would the words be after that as using this example? So how do you work through it? So
0: great question. The majority of the sequence is (laughs) honoring, acknowledging and really feeling what it feels like of, whoa, I really hate my body. Every time I look in the mirror, I'm just disgusted. If only I could lose 20 pounds, then I'd be happy. I'm worried what other people think of me if they think I'm lazy, if they think I'm crazy for eating ice cream, of course I've gained all this weight. And we kind of just, we dive into all of the nuances of what this weight gain might mean. And then a smaller part of the sequence, it's called the lead is where you basically start to shift or lead the client. And oftentimes I ask them how they'd like to feel. I, you know, a lot of our conversation is a lead up to the tapping sequence because ultimately I know how I'd like to feel about my body safe. I put on 20 pounds. I'd actually be really happy about it probably <laughs> understanding that it, you know, it's impacting yeah. people differently. Yeah. So thinking about, okay, well, if you are going to wait to lose 20 pounds to be happy, can we shift the metric of what what it means to live a good life? What else do you want to remember about your life or even maybe more severe than that? if you never lose weight if this is the body you are going to be in until the day you die even if, what if you gain more weight what would you like your body how would you like your body to feel around you do you want to be the person criticizing attacking your body or is there another option or how would you like to, your daughter to feel about her body say your daughter is in is is gaining weight or isn't isn't accepting of her body what would you like to model for her? Mm. So then we'll start to shift the sequence of, wow, even though I've been attacking my body and hating my body, I'm starting to realize my body wants to be healthy. This whole time I've been restricting and attacking myself. I'm realizing my body wants to feel fertile. My body wants to put on muscle and I've been depriving it. So yeah, it, it, it's, yeah, there's a, it's, it's very playful and it's very context specific, but with the weight gain, specifically the unwanted weight gain and feeling like I can't be happy in this body for most people, it's realizing that if they shift their metric of joy to, wow, I want a healthy body is what's going to allow me to chase my kids. A healthy body is what's going to allow me to, you know, go out dancing and you know, a strong body is what's allowing me to do all this housework and to feel really good and to feel warm and to feel sexy and strong. That's sometimes enough to hold both simultaneously where it's, yeah, okay. Even though I still want to lose some weight, I'm also happy in the moment right now, knowing that my body is working really hard. I'm happy knowing that my body is healthier than it's ever been. So yeah, lots of holding both simultaneously, because I like to, to really focus on the idea that no thoughts are wrong. In fact, the Mm -hmm. more we try and push away a thought, the more it starts to build, you know, the more it maybe starts to distract us. But if we can say, yeah, this is how I feel. I'm acknowledging that I'm not, I'm not comfortable in this larger body. I don't really like this weight gain. The Mm -hmm. honesty sends that signal of safety and it's from that place of safety that we can then start to respond to rewire to rebuild certain pathways it's never in a place of attack and you know i think a lot of people have said this in many ways but if if like your if your puppy or your toddler were crying and having a really hard day we would never yell at them to do better to how dare you Yet we do that to ourselves and it's so easy to, to treat other people kindly, especially the ones we love. It's obvious that we'd offer them love, support, and understanding, compassion, maybe not even trying to fix them. So part of that process is learning to do that with ourselves and training in those thoughts that they become, they almost become second nature. And that's why when you ask me, you know, to fill, fill you in about my story, it's so removed from me now because- these days, I feel like I'm just, I cheer myself on as just, I don't have to even try. It's like the thought loop in my head is so nice and so sweet. She's like really fun. She, you know, she's accepting of everyone and it, it took time to get there and now it's stuck. And I, and I truly believe it was tapping that worked for me, not to say it's going to work for everyone. I think people resonate with different tools, Um, but it's just one of those tools that you can use and learn to do on your own so that you're not constantly seeking therapists and trying to fix yourself instead we can learn to just okay be with ourselves honor what's coming up for us honor our little quirks and choose the empowered thought behind those quirks
1: yeah it's really interesting and like even I feel just I've resonated with a lot of what you said being on my own journey with this whole pregnancy thing you know I was telling you before I was just like with this lady doing the tapping saying that I can't find peace. I I have to have a resolution. I said to her, I have to either fall pregnant or I have to either make, draw the line in the sand and say that I'm not having a kid. So the door is shut and I'm moving on with my life. And she's like, you can find peace. That's just a limiting belief that you have. And getting to that place of like, you're right. It's this acceptance. And I think because I'm a really like all in person. So it's like, you know, I can't, it's hard for me to be in the middle. Cause I'm like, nah, I'm going all in, which obviously has helped me to a degree because it's helped us build our business. And like Craig and I often talk about, it he's like, that's what's great about you kitty. Cause you are like, it's one of your strengths, but it's also yeah. a weakness too, because it's very hard for you to be in the middle. Like she, we talked about, you know, it's okay to feel sad, about the potential you don't have what you want yet, but also feel grateful for the life that you have. You can mm-hmm. feel both things and you can have, and I'm like, oh, this is a new concept. <laughs> you know, I'm like, wow. just the whole thing around um, and Craig often gets frustrated with me because I'm always trying to fix things. He's like, you're such a man. He's like, you're so masculine. He's like, even just last night we were talking and he's like, shut up he's like, I don't want you to find a solution. Just listen to what I'm saying. I just need to tell you this. There's no solution. Because in my head, I'm like, but why would you talk about it if you don't want a solution, which is not right, you know, but my natural inkling is to go, well, if you feel like this, if you're not happy with who you are, let's make a change. But it's like, that's not always the, that's not like, I've really learned, like been learning that you can just but this is a really foreign concept to me because always I've been like, okay, well, I'm not happy. What do I do to change it? You know?
0: I I think (laughs) there's something beautiful about that too, because it's, it's coming from a good place of, okay, here's a challenging situation. What can I do to make it better? So (laughs) I see the benefit of that versus, Oh, it's hopeless. I give up. There's different ways of responding, but even noticing that for you say, when you think about fixing something, Are there, are there moments where the fixing and the doing actually feels really good to you? Mm. So then I would say that's a pattern we want to emphasize and keep and find, find that balance to make it, you know, make it like for your business, for example, that doing that fixing that more masculine energy that's a gift that's something other people maybe really want or envy and wonder wow how the heck does kitty put out all these posts and reels all the time how the heck is she showing up with so much energy so there's room to wiggle around and really just check in with yourself and realize well okay when i'm stressing myself out to be a certain way when i have this thought of i can't find peace unless i get this yeah that's a little bit stressful but what if it's like with your extreme personality in terms of acknowledging, okay, well, what if I make this my challenge to master the ability to find peace with everything uncertain to master my ability to be extremely in the middle of whatever (laughs) it is. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) So it's so true. Yeah. And that's what I'm really trying to do now. And I can, you know, uh, empathize more with, you know, people like we're talking about the whole anxiety and getting anxiety because I just, the more I tried to get what I want, the more anxious that I felt because I realised that it didn't, it was like Groundhog Day every month, you know, it didn't, you know, you can't some, and it's static, it's, it's like you say, it's the acceptance
0: mm-hmm. in the middle
1: of going, okay, I want this and it's okay to want that. But without getting into this like extreme anxiety, and I hate where I'm at right now. And this, I think this ties back into the women who, you know, because we attract a lot of women who want to lose body fat, tone up, they want to improve their outside, but they also want to do it in a healthy way. They want to, you know, improve their menstrual cycle, menopausal issues, have good sleep. Um, You know, I was saying to you before, a lot of women who come into our program, they still want that. But once they come in and they start to eat the food and they're like, oh, my God, like you just see these messages pop in our Facebook. I just got my period. And it was like good red blood and no cramping. And, you know, like it was just so good. Or I've been sleeping through the night and they still want to lose weight, but they're happier to do it slower and Mm. they're more accepting of where they're at. But then I think some women really struggle. And I think this is what we wanted to talk about and how, you know, because you get women come to you, right, that have. T- talk about that, you know, cause you just made some interesting comments and they're all like in a way almost mad
0: at. Yeah. So a couple of things, there's that thought pattern of once I get this, once I get my dream body, then I'll be happy with the paired thought of, I hate my body right now. I can't believe the way it looks. I hate the way it feels all of these things. So The first thing, well, maybe not the first thing, but sometimes the bigger framework is realizing that's kind of, that's kind of a test. That's your test right there to realize that it's not about postponing your happiness. It's not about waiting to get to this point because that point never might never come. Your task is to learn to feel the way you want to feel right now, no matter what your body's doing, no matter what your weight looks like. So thinking back to these women that are really upset they're really frustrated they're angry they're they're sad they're you know it's it's kind of a mix of emotions i'll start to ask them more about well okay how do you want to feel when you imagine yourself at this desired weight what is the feeling that you want and time and time again they'll say things like i just want to feel free i just want to feel beautiful i just want to feel strong i want to feel energized And then I start to ask them about, well, can you see yourself feeling all those things right now? And like I mentioned before, oftentimes this causes a welling of tears because they realize too in that moment that they're waiting for something that might never come. But they've also created this relationship with their own body where they're attacking themselves and criticizing themselves and, and really pulling themselves apart. And of course, their body isn't safe enough to even get to that desired goal because the body's kind of in the survival panic mode of oh my gosh i'm just being I'm not doing anything right i'm not I'm not creating what she wants, all of these things. so coming back to the feeling of well, how do you want to feel? Mm. come forget 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 about the aesthetic for just a moment. What are the feelings that you really want? and then when do you feel those in your life? Some people. They don't feel them. So it makes sense that they have attached this goal to these feelings, thinking that's where the happiness is going to be. So there's some work there to think about. Okay, if you're craving, if you want to feel free, if you want to feel, you know, vital, if you want to feel sexy, when's the last time you dance naked in your house and, and, you know, and let yourself just completely go? What would that feel like for you? And sometimes it's even reframing thinking about this idea of, well, what do you find attractive in your friends or other women or strangers? What is it about them? And again, it's so often not about the body. Sometimes aesthetically, wow, that woman, she was like so ripped. She looked amazing. But oftentimes it's, wow, that woman was just glowing. She was so confident.
1: She Great was energy. so funny. Yes, yeah, I'm like really attracted to with good energy. Like I'll walk away from, okay great. go, crazy, oh, I just love them." I said their energy. I just, you know, you just meet someone, and obviously sometimes I'll say, "Oh, weren't they just so gorgeous, or beautiful hair, or great body?" But it's not. You don't hang around them because they have a great body. Yeah, you know, yeah. You think <laughs> exactly. About like their body, like their body doesn't make you feel good. It's their exactly. mind and their personality and their energy. Yeah, yeah.
0: So priming that of wow. I want to be like that woman that's just radiating like this life force, this playfulness, this like magnetic force. If I were to imagine myself doing that, how would it feel? How would I be moving through the day? How would I be speaking to my kids? How would I be speaking to myself? You know, even maybe to make it even more real, what would I be wearing? Would my posture change? So many things that we can start to integrate to make it more real and not, it's not about pretending. It's not about, you know, Oh, I'm, I love my body. It's, you know, I don't mind this tire around my belly. No big deal. Mm. It's acknowledging that the core feelings, the core desires, if we can place our attention on those and really gather evidence for those and start to feel how good it feels to have our attention on those, Mm. The brain gets a taste of that and it almost forgets about this idea of waiting to be happy because it realizes it can be happy now just by stepping into more of that energetic state, which might sound woo woo to some people. But physiologically speaking, we have evidence showing that even just imagining certain outcomes, whether good or bad our physiology shifts in response to that, you know, assuming the worst case scenario, we rev up our stress hormones. You know, we start to become a little bit more rigid. The gut starts to become inflamed. Certain muscles contract all of these cascades that we maybe don't want to be fueling versus, wow, if I see myself really having fun and dancing and laughing and being that person where other people feel so good to be around. And, you know, they mm. people are around that person. They just feel like refreshed and enlivened afterwards. That's a possibility regardless
1: of what the body looks like. Mm. And it makes the journey to get to where you want to go just easier. Yes. And because more you can enjoyable. have that.
0: Yes. Yeah. You can have that energetic state as you lovingly work to, okay, maybe lose some weight, but no. you're having fun in the meantime, you're doing the things that you care about and you're living a good life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you know, like I was, we were just talking before about, cause I think I, I'm trying to think of the right words to articulate this, but like I did understand the effect that emotional and mental stress has on the body and how your thoughts can really affect your body. And Like you were talking about, it sounds a bit woo-woo. But then obviously going through this whole trying for a baby and actually really going through it and really seeing like on paper, doing everything right. But emotionally, I was so, my thoughts were physically affecting my body and I was just like blown away. So I truly believe in this now and shifting my thoughts and my beliefs and how I think about things, like practicing this, it's instant relief. Like it's just like your perspective can change in an instant you know, mm-hmm. and, but yeah. it does take practice. Like I still, like I was saying to you, I still have, you know, occasional days where I'll, you know, thoughts will come back in and I say to Craig, oh, it's just, and I just talk to him. I'm like, I'm really feeling anxious today about it. I've started to think about it for some reason, but I'm really just practicing, you know, blah, whatever, doing what I'm doing. And then I seem to just be able to move past it, yeah. you know, Um, but it takes like, you say that there's no, And I really resonate with that too. It's like the thoughts. It's like, there's not good or bad thoughts. They're just thoughts. It's okay. Like you can feel that way. And I think think a lot of people would do that too. And, you know, sometimes I get, and you sort of picked up on it going, you know, I get really triggered by this, but then I get annoyed at myself for being triggered by that. But don't just feel the emotion. It's just an emotion. You're allowed to feel it.
0: Yeah. And even say, like you mentioned before, you get annoyed at yourself for being triggered you could even learn to laugh at yourself or even speak to yourself. Oh, Kitty, You're doing that thing again. You're trying to fix them and you're trying to help them. And really your job is to just lead by example, just to live a really good life. So there's a framework for them to step into if they want some yeah. support or some help. But, you know, even just thinking back to trying to get pregnant, it can be like a really like gripping, like strangling must get pregnant. <laughs> And just thinking about how that feels, we, we can feel the stress. We don't even need to sit for too long. We can even just think about, wow, just that idea of must get this now versus if it happens, if it happens, it's like, it's this idea of forcing things to be a certain way versus learning to let things be a certain way, which is the way the natural world seems to work. So it's kind of like we can learn to mimic that and it feels better. And then it naturally just starts to stick, sting. Wow, stick, not stink, <laughs> stick.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I think so many, you know, like I just a lot of the women that come into our program, they do struggle with that negative self talk and the yeah. you know, criticizing their body, and I hate my body, um, yeah. you know, and I hate uh, how I feel. And you know, I was just sharing with Teresa about this. The, I bought this new bikini on the. Oh, I don't know, I think it was what it must have been last weekend um and for those who follow before I will know that I've got my boobs out and like my boobs out my breast e- implants out and they were huge I was like when I was leaner and had the bigger boobs I was like a 10e um which is pretty massive and now you know since this whole journey and putting on body fat I'm holding more body fat than I was and obviously I've got smaller boobs so like the, my old bikinis that I have the tops don't fit because it's just like I'm now a b cup and um the bottoms are too tight you know like they like cut into my Side, so they're like there's overhang. And when I put them on, it's like, and it's not really linked to the size. It's not because they're a size small that I like them. It's just they make me feel shit. Like I, when I put them on, obviously, they don't fit very well. You know, they, they, I don't feel sexy when I wear them. So I went out and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to, you've got kitty. Well, obviously, tits aren't ever going to be that big again unless you get implants, which you're not going to get. And where you are now with your body fat, this is where you're going to stay for a while. So you've got to accept this is what it is. Um, you know, it's not like I look in the mirror and be like, oh, you're so fat, but this is not my normal. It's not normal for me to be holding this much body fat. Not that it's heaps, like I don't want women to think I'm sitting here going, oh, you're so fat or anything, but it's just not my norm. But it's where I have to be. Not I have to be, it's where I'm choosing to be. Good one. She's like, good one. (laughs) So I um, went out and bought these bikinis. So I really love high-waisted bikinis. So I found this awesome pair that I love. It's black. They're like super sort of high cut up the hips, sort of high cut up at the back, but high-waisted above the belly button And this cute little zebra print, like strapless small bra. And I felt when I put them on, I'm like, fuck yeah, I look good. You know, I feel really good. And it's like nothing to do with the size. They're a bigger size. It was just that wearing something that actually fit me, that flattered my body, that made me feel really good. And every time I wear them, I wear them on the beach now when we walk and I just, I feel really good. Like I feel confident and sexy and, you know, I bought some new, um, I was just telling Teresa, right, there's a few of these white fitted Zimmerman pants, they're like linen, so they've got no stretch in them. So, like, I've gone up a full dress size now so they don't fit me anymore. So I bought some new ones in the same style but blue and bigger and this new leather skirt and this white dress and all of them are bigger sizes, but I just put them on and felt awesome. So it's not about this, you know, I think if you're a woman too, wherever you are on your journey, whether you're losing weight, gaining weight, buy some fucking clothes that make you feel good buy a bikini that you put on, you think, I look really sexy in this. I feel good in this. That flatters your body, you know, because I think trying to constantly fit into something that potentially you, I mean, you know, not all women are like me that are going from small to bigger. You know, there's women that are going, you know, we've got women in our program that have lost. I was telling you, is a 46 kilos, 26 kilos. Mm -hmm. Um, And I interviewed one lady recently and she bought this beautiful dress and she went out with her husband and she was like, I just, she's also like 26 kilos. She started at 104. You know, she's mm-hmm. feeling so much better and it relates with her husband's better. She's feeling confident in herself. And she put the dress on and she's like, oh, I just felt so fabulous in this dress.
0: It's the feeling yet again. Yeah. And you can create the feeling in different ways, but yeah. sometimes it's like the body first approach by letting the body feel good. Then our thoughts naturally feel good. It's like you experience you put on a different bathing suit you're walking differently. You're thinking differently. Nothing strange, people, physically. Nothing's changed, basically.
1: Nothing's strange. Yeah. It? Well,
0: yeah. maybe we well. could argue that. Yes, there has, because you're thinking more uplifting thoughts. You're feeling mm. like you're on your body's side. You're, you're maybe even impressed with how sexy you look. <laughs> Physiologically speaking, I'd say you're more in that stress-free state, the state mm. that we're all, that's it. I mean, we're all wanting to feel, we want to feel good. That's what um, it comes down to. We, our brain gets confused thinking if I look this way, then I'll feel good. But it's the other way around. It's like you feel good. And then whatever side effect comes of that, maybe that's like the icing on the cake, but we can create whatever we, we want now, whether it's letting the body feel good by getting clothes that actually fit it and flatter it and allow us to feel calm and confident uh, thinking thoughts uh, that cheer our body on. There's so many different
1: angles to approach it. Hmm. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, like falling in love with that process, like a lot of women, when they come in and they're improving their health and their body and they're losing weight, you know, if they can then focus more on the process rather than so much the goal, like I've got to get to this goal weight more. So I really am enjoying eating this food and like, you know, like how you talked about, okay, I may not be at my goal body yet, but I'm sleeping better. And you know I'm pooing every day, and I'm you know reframing it to focus on the positive things while you get there,
0: yeah, and still holding that goal of yeah, I still am working on this, mm. and just noticing that the manner in which you do it that's what's changed because your priority is feeling good, your priority is feeling just in your life, you know because I know we were talking about this a little bit before, but We get so hyper-focused on what we need to do, what we even want to do, what we think we should do, getting to a certain goal that we're living up in our heads and we're missing out on the moment. We're missing the little details of, you know, even looking at the fibers in our carrot salad or how cute it looks to see Winston and, and the little one cuddled on the couch. We might miss that when we're up in here. It's like I imagine just the thoughts making this kind of a shape versus what else, what is truly happening in my life? What is I sometimes ask myself this? What is completely unique about this moment? Just to even notice, because I I speed up too. I am very Type A in the sense that I like to be working on things. I get really revved up and hyper focused. And part of my practice is to really look around and think, okay, I'm going to remember this moment when I'm on my deathbed. I'm going to be really happy I took the time to, you know. Savor a meal or savor a hug something something so simple that we almost forget it's there
1: mm. so what are then because I think we talked about this too before that being in the, in the present like what are some strategies that women can use if they find themselves always thinking either in the past or in the future, and they can just never be present?
0: yeah, I think the anchoring technique <clears throat> is a really simple one, just noticing what's around you, even just looking at something familiar like this water bottle, for example, and just noticing any details that I might not be noticing in my normal fast paced life. That's a good one. And I think a lot of your listeners can also relate to how getting the the body involved can get you out of your head and back grounded into the moment. Like with strength training, for example, Mm -hmm. you, when you're fully integrating and almost putting the mind in the muscle you're working, you're in that very moment you're not thinking about, well, maybe in small amounts, you're thinking about what you're going to have for dinner or, you know, what you're going to do this weekend or what you're going to post about, but you have these other moments where you're fully immersed in the movement. And I think for people that really do really love training, part of that is because the brain likes to be in that flow state. The brain likes to be fully present because whether we realize it or not, that's when we're really alive. That's when we're fully in our life. So we'll get these little moments of satisfaction or like almost like a reward because it feels so good. So I think it looks different for everyone, but finding those moments. And if you're not there yet, that's okay. You can start with just noticing, okay, what's, what's around me really what's around me or wow. What do my feet feel like? That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Just even noticing kind of scanning the body and, Without judgment of good or bad, of like just noticing. Oh wow, okay, my left leg feels a little bit heavier than my right. Okay, interesting. Mm. You know, my body temperature is physically feels physically warm right now. Okay, interesting. We're back in the moment. We're less in the da da What I need to do? I need to pick up the kids. I need to soak my rice. I need to feed my sourdough. I need you know all the the craziness that the brain. And this is no shame to the brain. I think the brain's trying to find a sense of peace. It wants a sense of control because it thinks there's a sense of peace there. But we can find that in the pauses, in the spaces between our our monkey minds.
1: Mm. Mm. Just fascinating, isn't it? -hmm. Yeah, the brain is amazing. It really Mm -hmm. is amazing. Yeah. Oh, I've enjoyed this so much.
0: This has been fun, Kitty. Yeah, I feel so warm. This is great.
1: <laughs> I'm very <feeling energized. laughs> And hungry, actually. I'm feeling yeah. hungry. It's nearly about my lunchtime. It'd be nearly your dinner time, wouldn't it? Or well, mm-hmm. close oh, coming yeah. coming up. Yeah, what well, I have dinner?
0: like two or three dinners. So, what <laughs> am I having?
1: Yeah, what's your dinner tonight? What are you having?
0: You know, for Thanksgiving, we made a smoked ham. Oh, and... god,
1: I love ham. Oh, yeah, I love so, smoked ham.
0: Oh. It's it was a like a way fed ham so the fat is so good it's the best tasting fat it's it's I love it so much so yeah it was my the first time I've had way fed ham it tastes markedly different than than a normal ham but I froze little sections of that so I'm gonna have some of that and I kind of just follow my whims I'm not sure I'm not sure what else I'll, I'll go with that oh actually yes I made some have you had masa harina
1: yeah I've had it yeah yeah
0: I make like a savory pudding and it, it mm. becomes the texture of mashed potatoes. I mm. chill it in the fridge. I actually put some of your gelatin in it. So it nope. becomes like kind of like a savory custard. And yum. I love having that as a, like a yeah. carb source. Yeah, so It digests easily. It feels good. I just feel, I feel warm. I feel happy eating it and you can That's make yum. it so much savory. It's so good
1: yeah isn't it funny like I feel like so many of my meals are so simple like that you know like I've um been ha- like just cook up beef cheeks mm-hmm. and I'll just make it into things like yesterday because I just am addicted to hot chips I don't know why I just love them like I just had the the beef cheeks and then I had the ghee fried hot chips and then a big bowl of fruit so it's like a really just so simple but so yummy
0: this, I feel like simple is the way to go. And even with the meals that you're having every day, that's another thing you can do. Even if it's something you had yesterday in this moment, just noticing what's different about it. Does it taste slightly different? Does it look a little bit different? That's another way to come back into the moment because even when we're doing what feels mundane, there's novelty in that. We just have to be the one to slow down enough to notice it. So, you know, even when you post, I know some of your meals look very similarly, but I I'll see, you know, the beef cheeks with the fruit, and I'm like, oh, she cut the she cut the fruit a little bit bigger today, or oh, wow, the she heaped the po- the potatoes, the chips a little bit differently. So, you know,
1: just oh, just, just
0: noticing, that. just noticing, yeah.
1: <laughs> so amazing. We went there's a Harris Farm Market. that's open near us, which is this like amazing deli type thing. We went there yesterday, and I got this yummy um, like what's the pudding that they do. Like it's like a cream caramel, and then on the bottom is like the the I don't know. It's like a toffee type. Anyway, I got one, and I'm going to have it for dessert tonight. So I'm like excited about wow. having that. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's the that best. Sounds time. amazing. I know. I'm yeah, excited. and see,
0: maybe you'll be in that moment, and you'll you'll notice something new, and this conversation <laughs> will feel nice and sparkly just thinking about it. Because I think sometimes we can be surprised that we might even be thinking thoughts that actually are really uplifting and really empowering. And even just noticing those not clinging to them because we mm. don't have to feel the same way all the time, but just noticing, wow, right now I feel really good. And my thoughts are moving slowly and I'm really enjoying this. What do you call it? A custard pudding toffee? Uh, I think it's
1: a, um, Oh, you know when it's on the tip of your bloody tongue and you can't think about yeah. it, Yeah, uh, cream, caramel, cream, caramel, Cream I think that's what it's like a, it's I'm not like, sure a what we that like a baked custard type thing with um mm. has like a like a toffee oh
0: like creme brulee
1: like creme brulee I think like that yeah yeah yeah
0: okay yeah
1: pretty, pretty bloody excited yeah <laughs>
0: enjoy that sounds amazing I need a torch I want to make something like that
1: <laughs> I know just love food isn't it the best
0: it is it it is and that's it's it's such an opportunity to have fun to play to share to I Mm. mean it's endless it's yes it's fuel and it's necessary and the more you (laughs) the more you nourish yourself likely the better you feel and there's room to make it artistic and you know Mm.
1: fun at the same time Mm. awesome all right well thank you so much for coming on the show and I'm going to pop all of um Teresa's Details to her website and her Instagram. If you don't follow her, follow her. She's awesome and really posts some like I suppose that good post on ADHD you posted the other day. I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Like you really post some really thought provoking. I'm sure you trigger some people. I bet oh you, yeah, um, you get lots of triggered people. Do you?
0: That one, that one actually. That was the yeah. first time I had to just take deep yeah. breaths and not take things
1: personally. That would have I reckon triggered heaps of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but really interesting. Really interesting,
0: Kitty. Likewise, (laughs) right back at you. I feel like we we all learn from each other and get inspired by each other, and we're all kind of, you know, helping gently uplift people and allowing them to feel better if they if they want to
1: experiment and Hmm. you know, or if it triggers them too much, just unfollow. (laughs) 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 There's that too. You don't need to, you know, spend ten hours bloody arguing back and forth with people. That's something that I've learned not to do now either. As I used to like get into these big arguments with people, oh. and now I just don't even engage. Now, good just, for you.
0: To, yeah, not caring, right? What's yep. the point?
1: It just makes you. Then you're like, fuck! I just lost like two hours of my life. I never kept. Really yeah
0: yeah check in ask yourself is this how I want to be spending my short life absolutely yeah. not time to go cuddle time to go hug Craig time to go enjoy yeah. my creme brulee and that's a, that's a much better use of time
1: <laughs> and I can't really take the credit for that because Vic's sort of been on me she's like Kitty who cares just don't reply she's like don't even you know she, I'm like and so finally I listened and you know didn't do it anymore so yeah I don't know I think these people just need some more sugar or some carbs or something I don't know. yeah
0: or some love, you know. Maybe. They might need That's- a cuddle
1: like you posted about the cuddles. Yeah. They
0: might be scared. They might be stressed. They might be metabolically just, you know, deficient. And again, not saying they're unhealthy, but no. sometimes it's just, oh, you get the carbs, you get the protein, maybe some retinol, a little bit of copper, and things just start working a little bit better.
1: So funny. So funny. Awesome. Well, thank you so, um, so much. And I'll pop all of Teresa's uh, details below.